everybody. Welcome back to another podcast of No Regrets Marriage. I'm your host, Johnny Morton, and I'm joined by my beautiful wife, Carla. Yes. You don't have anything more to say than that? No, um, but not beautiful, but yes, thank you. Yeah, very beautiful, but both of us have been a little under the weather, so if our voices sound scratchy, froggy, whatever, we hope you will forgive us. But uh seems like we've been away from the microphone for a while. We've been gone out of town, and we're going to share a little bit about an incredible trip we had a chance to go on. And uh, But it's just good to be back. And crazy as it is, we love doing these podcasts, and I hope that you enjoy it too. And we really do invite your comments and questions that you may have. Uh, if you ever have anything you want to share with us or questions, you can send them to us via no regrets.org that's n-o-r-e-g-r-e-t-z dot o-r-g and we would love to hear from you all right today we have just come back from this incredible experience of a trip to the holy land we have some incredibly loving and generous friends who gave us a trip to the holy land they were going and they wanted us to go with them and and we said yes. <laughs> it was not a hard thing to do. We went with Passion City Church out of Atlanta, and uh, it was just an incredible experience. It was literally the experience of a lifetime, something we'd always thought would be really cool to do, but to be honest, we never thought we'd really have the chance or be able to do that. And God just opened the door, and he put it on the hearts of these dear friends, and they just graciously gave it to us. So, we just want to say thanks to them. They know who they are. And what were you expecting when we went on the trip, Carla? Oh, gosh. I really don't think I had really any expectations. And I say that because, one, as you said, never in a million years dreamed, honestly, I would go to the Holy Land. Two, um, I just didn't really know what to expect. And I was kind of thinking that maybe that was better that maybe you go and just see what God shows you and what you experience instead of planning what you think it's going to be. Well, I think I was sort of the same way. I may have had some ideas, but it ended up being so much more than I ever imagined it would be. Uh, I guess if I had to say one bottom line wrap of it, it was suddenly, I think, the biggest change and even I've experienced since we've come back, is that suddenly a Bible that oftentimes seemed to be black and white because so much of it took past in history past and the places we've never been there. But when you've been to the places and you've walked the places that Jesus and his disciples walked and you've seen everything, obviously a lot of it changed from when he was there. It's like somebody's just put everything in technicolor for you. It is amazing how much more intimate scripture can seem now to you after having that experience. That's probably one of the biggest takeaways that I have for it. I think the other thing is in all of us, we experience life through the filters we have. And obviously we're doing marriage ministry. And, and, and so a lot of what God spoke to us and taught us and showed us was really a reflection of where we are. And I guess if there was one overall thing, it's this whole idea that what separates Christianity from other religions is it's about a relationship. 
And strangely, I don't know that that was ever brought more home to me than we were there in the Holy Land. One is we focused on the relationship between Jesus and his disciples and, and the idea of them being with him and walking with him and eating and sleeping and everything that they would do and how intimate that relationship was. Uh, the relationships we built with other people on the trip with us that I never expected. But especially that idea that because life is about a relationship with God. And so all of God's principles about relationships will apply to every other area of our life and are the relationships and especially the relationship of marriage. If you've listened to our podcast in the past, you know that one of the things we believe is the highest calling probably and the highest purpose of marriage is that it's a reflection of God's relationship to his people. That marriage is meant to reflect that sacrificial, unconditional love that God has for us, that other people could see that lived out in front of them in the relationship of marriage. And so what we thought we would do today is just talk about some of those moments as we were on the trip that that just came home so true to us. And it was just so crystal clear that God was, and, and I do think partly for us in our benefit and to strengthen us in what we do in our marriage and to help see those things. And hopefully we can share those principles along with other people as we go along. Um, I'll go ahead and start out. Uh, one of the places we went to, Caesarea Philippi, you can check it out on the map where that is. Uh, in modern day, it's called Banya. Uh, there is a springs. It's part of the headwaters of the Jordan River that feeds into it ultimately. And this is the place that if you go to scripture where it talks about uh, where Jesus confronts his disciples and asks them, who do you say that I am? And if you read the account, they gave him different answers. And finally, Peter inspired by God, says, hey, you are the Christ, the son of the living God. And it's that statement, that principle about who Jesus is, that he says that is the foundation that for everything else that you're going to do, disciples, it starts there. It's where they get the line that, hey, even the gates of hell will not prevail against it. Now, the gates of hell, it's not actually hell. It was a place of pagan worship, and that's what it was called there. And it says, hey, no false teaching or religion is ever going to stand up against that truth that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of the living God. And that is the foundation for our lives. It's the foundation for our ministry. It's the foundation for our marriages. And so what I thought was really cool is, is they were sharing there is, is Jesus is starting out that ministry and he knows what's going to happen and they're going to be let go and they're going to be the ones going to spread Christianity. He reminded them it starts on the foundation. And that's what we've always said about marriage. Hey, what is so key is building that foundation that you have in the relationship. Because if the foundation, if it's built on the right things, if it's built on a relationship with God, if it's built on mutual love and trust for each other, that is a relationship that's going to stand no matter what comes against it. Well, I think along that same line, my first one or one of mine would be one of the things I thought was really cool was one of the guides who was a Messianic Jew, which is really cool. So you're getting the whole Jewish piece, but a believer in the Messiah. And he talked about, he took us up on what they think was 
um, one of the places maybe where Jesus did some of, may have been the feeding of the 5,000. It may have been where he was talking with his disciples. The Sermon on the Mount. Yes, Sermon on the Mount. Okay. So one of the things he talked about, though, the guy talked about is that Jesus used everyday things, objects, familiar places um, that they would be able to understand and identify with. So he would bring up something like pick up the plant that's a mustard seed, and then he might pull the leaves off, and at the bottom is that T90. It's a really small seed. And if you recall in Scripture, he talks about if your faith is as small as a mustard seed. So he would have taken a visual object that they knew what it was and then explain a spiritual truth. And really, God has done that with marriage. Marriage is a reflection in the image of the mystery of Christ and his church. So God loving his people in this eternal covenant relationship. And God says, I'm going to give you something that you can understand. You can understand a man and a woman in a covenant relationship in a marriage relationship. And this is going to be a picture of a deeper spiritual truth that this is the way I love my people. And I want you all in a shadow kind of reflection to image that out in front of people. So again, it was that idea that God takes things that we understand to help us learn bigger, deeper spiritual truths. Yeah, I, I, I love that too. And if you remember, he asked us in that thing, he asked each of us to describe God. And as most Westerners often do, it's in all these philosophical terms. Yes. He's loving, he's gracious, he's caring. He's powerful, he's, you yeah, know. Yeah, and it talked about how scripture written to that time and culture and how important it is to understand that, that in the way Jesus taught. He taught in everyday practical terms that they could understand to make it easy. And I love that God has done that with marriage, as you said. I just think, so that was a, that was sort of a, a real aha for me. All right. What's another one? I mean, you, one of the things you talked about, this was sort of a recurring theme. We happened to go there in the spring times when things are green and flowers were blooming up in this area. And this was all around the sea of Galilee. And it was such a, it was not what we were expecting. Because I think so many times we see pictures and it can be brown and dusty and we thought, you know, pretty dry. Well, we just happen to get there at the end of the rainy season. And so evidently that's about the only time of year that it's going to be like that. Yeah, and who knew? And you're right. As we traveled part of Israel, you really do see over and over these very dry, barren hills, mountains, areas that are desert looking. And one of the things we got to see in several places is historical things, again, thousands of years old, where even back then, they understood the principle of needing to capture the rainfall because there would be so much drought time. So even back then, they built all these very elaborate, for thousands of years ago, way to capture the rain, to fill it up in deep cisterns so that they then had what they needed during the drought. And it made me think so much about what we talk about marriage and that how critical it is when there's the rainy season, when you're getting the filling, 
when it's time to pour deep into the cisterns. Yeah, as we talk about it, when it's that spring and summer yeah. of marriage. Yeah, do it. Fill it deep so that when you have some drought, when you hit barren places where they feel barren, then you have a deep reservoir to pull from. And that I just saw over and over and over. That's a spiritual um, principle, I believe, that we pour deep into God's Word and understanding and knowing Him so that when we have times that we don't feel His presence, we don't, um, we're not feeling all the springtime effects, if you would, that we have a deep well we can pull from. And marriage is the same way. Yeah, if you go back, if you haven't listened, you go back to listen to one of our first couple of podcasts where we tell our story when we lost our son. The, the thing that really kept us going was the foundation we'd already laid beforehand. If we didn't have that strong foundation and that commitment to Christ and that commitment to each other based on that, I don't think we would have lasted through all of that. Well, it's really, really hard. And, and everybody that's in the sound of my voice is going to have drought hard times. Yeah, it's going to come. I mean, we live in a fallen, broken world. So even if it's not messes of our own doing, which unfortunately we make a lot of those, but sometimes it is just life and the brokenness coming at us and against our marriage. And it's hard and it is like a drought. So are you pouring in so that when you hit those places, there's water to pull pull up? Yeah, that whole principle of preparation that we see in Scripture from Proverbs, you see it in the stories of the Old Testament, you think of Joseph and the years of plenty and the years of famine. We've got to do that in our own lives. We've got to do that in marriage. Men, really pour into it those times that you can. So the times when life gets stressful and things happen, unexpected, expected, whatever they might be, Boy, you're ready to thrive through those, not just survive, but to really thrive and flourish in the midst of the really hard times. That's all based on the preparation you put in. And I just think about, you know, families that have done a good job, couples that have done a good job with that. They've laid a strong foundation. They're pouring into their marriage. They're intentional about their time together and all those different skills we talk about. And then when they hit something that just turns your world upside down for whatever season of time it is, guess what? You're probably not having date night. You're probably not doing some of the things that you could do at other times. But you know what? The foundation's there. And you go and you pull from it. You pull from the connectiveness that you made. You pull from that depth of intimacy that you were established, establishing in earlier times. And so a lot of the Holy Land reminded me again of those principles in God's word, you know, going deep, a um, lot of rocks in Israel, a lot, a lot, a lot of rocks. Mm. And it just kept thinking me, man, there are a lot of hard places. Yeah, you could imagine, you think back and the idea we're running around in buses and you're thinking that same trip that took us, what, maybe two and a half, three hours to go from the Galilee down to Jerusalem. I mean, it would have taken Jesus and the disciples days, days to walk that. And how much different it was and how much life then built them to be ready for the hard things. Yeah, I mean, really. And so, again, you do see it because there is a lot of barren, dry places there. 
Yeah, we could go on and on about some of the incredible places we did. We had this incredible worship on the southern steps leading up to the temple that was just sort of mind-blowing. We had a boat ride on the Sea of Galilee under the full moon, which was just sort of magical. But for me, one of the highlights was being in the Garden of Gethsemane, close to the location where Jesus spent his last night, where he made the decision hey, I'm going to the cross. And we had a time of communion there, which was just beautiful, beautiful time. But as I'm sitting there thinking about it, I'm thinking, okay, I'm in the place where Jesus decided, man, the sacrifice is worth it. You know, I think back to what Paul said, that, hey, for the joy that was set before Jesus, and that was us, his people, his sheep, his bride, the cross and all the pain and the suffering and the humiliation, the sacrifice was worth it. And it just so reminded me that love is about sacrifice. We live in a world that's built so much, unfortunately, on get everything you can get. It's all about what you can get out of this life and so very little sometimes about what we can give. And yet the relationship that God has with his people was built on sacrifice. For God so loved the world that he gave his only son. He sacrificed his only son. He crushed his only son out of love. And when Paul says, when we've talked about that mystery of marriage, husbands, love your wives as Christ loved the church. As I'm sitting in that Garden of Gethsemane, and I'm thinking about the sacrifice that Jesus made on my behalf, I think that's the way God's called me to love my wife, Carla. And I wish I could say I've done that all the time. I haven't. I failed miserably so many times. Boy, that's what that relationship of marriage should be built on, a mutual sacrifice of the needs and desires that I have to love and fulfill the needs and desires of my spouse. And you get two people who have that same kind of attitude, not because we're so awesome and wonderful, because we understand that's what God's called us to do because that's what he did for us then you can build an incredible marriage relationship. There are so many other things that we could go into about this trip, and, and we probably will refer to it sometime again in the future. I go back to sort of where we started. What makes Christianity so different from any other religion, it's not about what we do, it's about who we know that God in the universe has invited us, his creation, into a relationship with him. That we can call him Father, we can call him Abba. That Jesus is our brother. That we are heirs and joint heirs with Christ. And that ultimately, Jesus is our bridegroom and we are the bride. It's all about relationship. And marriage is to be a reflection of that relationship. And so the very best marriage relationships 
are those relationships that are grounded and rooted in a relationship with Christ. So when we talk about and encourage people to keep on forging that marriage relationship, it begins with forging that relationship with Christ. Matthew 6, seek first the kingdom of God and all these other things will be added unto you. And among those other things is a strong, vibrant, healthy, growing marriage that's going to face hard times, that's going to face times of drought, but that can be the marriage that you desire it to be when it's rooted, first of all, in that relationship with Christ. Because what God's called us to do, to love each other, to respect each other, to be a reflection of his relationship with his people, he's going to empower us to do it if we let him. Man, I hope someday that you may get a chance to go there. It's worth it. Um, it was so much more than I ever expected it would be. And it's so much like God to do more than we could ever imagine or ask him to. And, uh, hey, we thank you for uh, sharing your time with us, for listening with us. And we just really want to encourage you, hey, no matter how hard life is, man, just keep on forging. Keep trusting in God, and he's going to bring you to where you want to be.